This is Shifting Our Schools, episode 90, Teach Like a Coach or Coach Like a Teacher. I would, I would still to this day, in fact, I, I probably say it once a week to my students, that uh, my, I look at my classroom like a team. I, I, I teach like a, like a coach or mm. I, I coach like a teacher. I don't know how, yeah. how you want to put it. I, <laughs> I, I like view that. them as one, one and the same. I like that. And, and I'm, I'm not willing to let, you know, if I'm not willing on the baseball field to let one of my nine or one of my 12 players not do their job, um, that's how I am in a class of 32. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Well, welcome back to another Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to us in your favorite podcast player. If you are loving these conversations with educators, please stop by your favorite podcast player and leave us a review so that other teachers can find us and share in this learning as well. Also, if there's an episode that you love or you want to reach out to one of our guests, please do so. We love hearing from our listeners and there are so many ways to do it. You can leave a Flipgrid response on our SOS Flipgrid. And full disclosure, if you do, I'd like to take the audio and bring those into our podcast. You can write an email to me filling out the contact form on the SOSpodcast.org website or leave a comment on a specific episode itself for all the world to see and to even ask questions to some of our guests. We're constantly able to forward those questions on and have them respond to you. So if you have questions or you'd like to connect with some of our guests, it's just a great way to continue to build your own professional learning network. You can find all these links over at our website, sospodcast.org. We are all about sharing and building a community of learners and listeners here at Shifting Our Schools. I can't believe it's mid-July already. Why do summers go so fast? Today is our last interview with the educators from Enumclaw School District, who I spent all last year with learning together. I love when I get to form long-term relationships with teachers and schools and districts. That's how we change teaching and learning for the better. Not one-off PD sessions, but by year-long, sustainable, in-depth learning, changing and growing as a school. That's where my passion lies, and that's what I love doing. This week, I have a great conversation with a friend and someone who you'll hear in the podcast pushes me to be better as well. Steve Murphy was on Shifting Our Schools podcast back in episode 61, sharing his learning management tips and tricks for starting the new school year off right. Totally worth a listen, especially if you're using Google Classroom as your learning management system with students. It's episode 61. Steve is so reflective in his practice, so in tuned with students that you can't help but just feel the passion of teaching he brings to his classroom. There is nothing better than a master teacher sharing his thoughts and ideas and his views of education and of students for all of us to learn from. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy recording it and every conversation I have with Steve is learning for myself and I know you'll feel that same way as well. And with that, on with the show. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. I'm so excited to be here with my good friend, Steve Murphy, uh, social studies teacher down at Enumclaw High School. Steve and I have become friends over the last couple of years with all the work I've been doing down there and uh, staying stay at his place when I'm down there a couple of times, uh, talking baseball. We're both uh, baseball, big baseball fans. Uh, coach, coach the high school baseball team and your yep. son's baseball team yep. and girls 
girls golf girls golf yeah 24 years of coaching baseball and yeah wow 15 years of coaching golf so yeah so thank you for taking some time out of your busy day i know we're winding down the school year and it's always hard to find time so i appreciate you making time to yeah, to have another conversation with us you did another podcast earlier i'm gonna have to go back and find that episode uh, so people know that they can go back and listen to you as well so it's great to have you back on the show but for those of you that haven't heard you before do you want to give us a little introduction who you are where you're from and how did you become a teacher Oh man, the easy question. The easy, simple <laughs> question. Uh, well, first of all, um, Steve Murphy and a teacher at Enumclaw High School, and this is my 13th year uh, at Enumclaw High School, 21st year teaching overall. Uh, so I spent some time at the junior high, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade, start my career for about five years uh, in the Federal Way School District, and, and then moved to the high school, uh, to Decatur High School before coming out here. So currently teaching, uh, well, social studies, been a social studies teacher the whole time, but currently teaching AP Human Geography to the freshmen, AP Government and Politics United States to the seniors, uh, and junior United States history, uh, as well as doing all the other coaching pieces. And yeah. it feels like, you know, beyond that, even being a dad and being a husband and living life, right? So living yeah. life and being... You stay busy for sure. How, so uh, what was your journey into education? What did that look like for you? So I, I didn't, well, growing up, my dad taught for 30 years. So um, I was a, grew up in an education household and grew up around teachers, grew up around administrators, uh, grew up, you know, just uh, believing in the profession and, and knowing that the profession was significant. I uh, wasn't uh, a teacher's kid that said, there's no way I'm going into teaching. That was not me. <laughs> I, just, I never really considered it. I had a baseball, baseball aspirations and broadcasting aspirations and journalism and and things like that. And so um, went through my career and in, in, in college and graduated in communications and political science with the idea of um, going into public relations and working for some cool. of those organizations. And uh, I also had to, obviously golf as a background. So I finished playing baseball in college and went, oh, let's give this golf thing a try. So went into the golf business for a couple of years and worked as an assistant golf professional for a couple of years. And then uh, that was a challenging business. Okay, it's, a, yeah. <laughs> it's fun, but it's a challenging business. And Interesting. so then kind of went into the corporate world, if you will, and then the sales worked for Mass Mutual, which is life insurance and investments and disability insurance and uh, and sales, basically. Yeah. And did fine at it, did well at it, hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just too much stress and too much pressure and, yeah. and working with uh, you know, commission and everything else. And then ended up finding out after doing that for about two years that, uh, man, you know, I'm spending a lot of time in faculty rooms and meeting with teachers and talking with teachers and I'm spending that time there because I relate to them and mm. it, it fits for me and I'm comfortable there. Uh, the problem is it, it doesn't make you a whole lot of money in the yeah. business. Uh, but I also just kind of got to the, a point of knowing that I wanted to coach and knowing I wanted to be a part of that. And yeah. I, I would, I would still to this day, in fact, I, I probably say it once a week to my students that uh, my, I look at my classroom like a team. I, I, I teach like a, like a coach or mm. I, I coach like a teacher. I don't know how, yeah. how you want to put it. I, <laughs> I, I like view that. them as one, one and the same. I like that. And, and I'm, I'm not willing to let, you know, if I'm not willing on the baseball field to let one of my nine or one of my 12 players not do their job. Um, that's how I am in a class of 32. I mean, mm. it's, you don't get to just not do anything. You're a productive member of what we're trying to do. And, and that was just a big belief. And, mm. you know, I know it's, I know it's kind of the canned response, but you know, if you can just, if you can change one kid's life, if you can make an impact upon them, 
you know, it's, it's important. And we're right now in the midst of, you know, having seniors and last, last week of school for seniors, the Cloud high school uh, today and tomorrow, I'm sorry, I think it was yesterday and today are what we call our make them weep program. <laughs> and so the seniors get a chance to go deliver diplomas to teachers from kindergarten through senior oh, or whatever wow, cool. that make an impact upon them. And oh, wow. you know, every year you, I mean, you don't get a ton. Some teachers get more sure. than others. You know, some years you do, some, some years you don't, but uh, I just got one this morning that again, it's one of those ones that it's, you know, this is why you do what, this is why we do what we do. And, yeah. uh, you know, wanting to make that impact and, and trying yeah. to, you know, help, help young kids have a future. So, yeah. I, and I, I, that, I just, that's the short, the short version. <laughs> I just love that approach though. You know, you teach like a coach or coach like a teacher, the idea that in your classroom, you know, that you view your classroom as a team and there, there is, you, you're not, you're in, in my classroom, it's not just about you. It's about everybody. Right. And so like you're saying, like on a team, you, you, you're not just letting the coach down or, or yourself down, you're letting the team down. Yeah, exactly. And, and to be able to, to have the, that kind of relationship with students that there is, you don't fail in this class because there's too many other parts that are supporting you, counting right. on you to do your piece. Right. And, and you have a responsibility to, to do your part. I mean, and, yeah. and if that's what, you know, the, the post high school piece or the, the, the workplace scenario, yeah. whether that's running, being an entrepreneur and running their own business or whether that's, you know, working for somebody else or whatever. Uh, it's a skill that is not necessarily what we would consider an academic skill, mm. but through my journey of 21 years, I feel is way more important than some of those academic skills is just learning that piece, learning that being a mm. contributing member of society and a contributing member of our learning environments. Yeah. I love that. I think that that goes perfectly into my next question, which is just like, what is your, what is your philosophy of your classroom? I mean, obviously very much a team approach, but what is like your teaching philosophy and things that, that you, what's the lens that you kind of look through when you're, when you're creating lessons and units and stuff for your kids? Well, I, I think, um, Number one, it's kind of developed a little bit with the work that we've done this year, to be honest. And I was just reflecting on it and looking back on, uh, you know, a few for my, my AP Human Geography students, they're, they're finishing their end of the year reflection, I guess. And, and uh, that, that's actually one thing that's really much of a significant philosophy in my classroom is I want students to reflect. And I don't think we make them reflect enough, yeah. uh, whether that be on a daily basis or a week or a month or a year sure. or whatever. You know, what did you do well? What do you need to do better? What do you get better at? Um, and, you know, a ton of them are just talking about how the, the, the journey itself has been challenging, uh, but they would go through it again and they'd do it again. And mm. one of the things that I feel like I've developed as a teacher this year is a, an understanding and a clear understanding that uh, I want students to be empathetic. I want students mm. to have an understanding. Empathy is a huge word and a huge concept in my classroom, uh, whether that be about listening to the exchange student today present to them from the Netherlands or talking with our cultural program specialist about uh, native indigenous Hawaiian people today mm. as well, or whether that be working with Uganda or whatever. I, I want them to be, and, and, and the, the fellow students around them, heck, even their teachers. Yeah. <laughs> be empathetic with their teachers. What they're right, teaching. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, just like we should be, we should be with them. So empathy right. is a huge part of that. Uh, in regards to the, like the academic or the lesson piece, everything we try and balance is really kind of three parts. And number one, it's, it's especially in the AP classes. Okay. Number one, um, it's about getting them ready for obviously the test in the spring, which I shouldn't say number one, I would actually say number three, if it's yeah. the, third, that's yeah. the third most important, but it is, but reality. it's on everybody's mind. You have exactly. to. it's reality. It's, it's there. Reality. So they want to know that they're prepared for it. So um, we're trying to prepare them for that. 
Uh, number two is obviously the academic rigor to allow it to be an AP class and the transcript grade that they're going to get that's going to allow them to apply for scholarships or apply to colleges. Uh, but first and foremost, as far as I'm concerned, and that's where the empathy piece comes in, is making them more globally aware citizens okay? and understanding about the world around them and understanding what everybody is, is living with and living through and, um, and just to become empathetic with the idea of trying to make a difference and to uh, impact in those areas. And, and really from the first week of school, what I not, nonstop talked to them about is to not worry about their grade is not do something for a grade. And, and I've, uh, three blogs have been turned in um, so far of their final end of the year reflection and I've read them and every one of them has something in there to do about our AP with WE program of, of working with Uganda and everything else that when I first presented it to them, when Mr. Murphy first presented it to us, yeah. he said that it's not going to be graded. And our first thoughts were, why <laughs> would we do it then? I mean, all, every, every blog has it in there. And then by the end they're like, but I started to realize that it's not about a grade. It's about all these other things. And so reading those, it just makes me feel sad. I don't know if satisfied is the right word, but comforted that what we're doing is, is impacting and making a difference, mm -hmm. even in the struggles of every day that goes by. But I, I try and explain to them that if they focus on learning, their grade will take care of itself. Yeah. If they focus on their grade, they'll never learn anything. Mm, but that, that's like kind that. of the big statement in our, in our classroom, I guess, that really they hear, I think, in the beginning of the year, and they understand, but they don't like internalize and get. Yeah. By now, many of them get it. And so yeah. I mean, it just takes a while. To, to and what I love is just that, that, I mean, you have such a clear picture and there's, I mean, as I'm listening to you speak there, if you go back, if anybody's listening to all these uh, conversations I've been having with the teachers out of Eden Cloud, your name, it comes up like in every episode and you have such a clear, I think, I think you have such a clear vision of your purpose and where you want to take kids and you see it as this journey. And yeah. I remember like when we were talking, you were, uh, you know, right around uh, the winter break time, you were getting really frustrated because yeah. kids were not like, you're trying, you have this vision, right? And it, and it's going to take a while to change that mindset. And I remember us having conversations of like, they're so focused on the grade that I, I don't know if we're going to get there, you know? Right. Can you kind of talk about that struggle uh, and, and some of the changes that the conversations you have with your kids and some of the, the things that you try? Because I think that that's some great stuff. Sure. I mean, and, and the, the uniqueness for me, I think, in my, in my course curriculum and what I'm teaching right now is I have three preps. And so it ranges from these high achieving or want to be high achieving freshmen, advanced placement students uh, to senior advanced placement students who many of which I've had one in years past that was taking six AP classes in their senior year. Wow. You know, to some that are taking their first one that they've ever had, but they're seniors and they've gone through the journey. Right. To my junior US history students that is just general ed, it's not not AP. And so it, it's this huge spectrum of yeah. motivation, this huge spectrum of ability, this huge spectrum of you know, just a focus on education or what they want, you know, from, from wanting to be pushed academically to, I just want to be done with school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anywhere in between. And so it's become a challenge to try and figure out how to connect with all of them. And what I went through in, in December and you look back at my blog and probably see my, well, I can't remember what it was. It was something like help. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this I is going to work. Do. I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> so uh, is, is I, I finally just said, all right, I'm going to ask them. And this was mainly with um, my juniors and my, my, my not AP class. But, um, and I gave them a survey, I gave them a Google survey. And um, I took two weeks and I sat down and I met individually with every single student and talk to them about their, their, 
things that they had written on there and you know because everybody can write whatever they want on a google right. form and yeah. when you have an individual conversation and um you know me jeff we've gotten to know yeah. each other well enough that to say to my class all right i'm going to leave you over here while i go have this conversation is like like yeah start to shake yeah you know? <laughs> i'm supposed to be watching them i'm supposed to be doing right, it and, right. and, uh, and that i think in and of itself was a huge learning experience for me in that the power of the individual meeting with those mm. students far outweighed anything that potentially could have gone on while I wasn't watching. Right. Besides the fact that the more trust I've given to these students, whether it be an individual choice of project or to do that, uh, the more they've impressed me, mm. I guess, the majority of them. You know, um, there's, there's a, I don't know what the right word, there's a freedom, I think, for mm. them in their learning if you trust them and give them more freedom to do it. Hmm. Uh, without just too much freedom, but yeah. not to get off track, so we could probably get into that on some of the other projects that we get to. In the yeah. But uh, in regards to that journey, that helped, I think, so my students understand a little bit more where I was coming from. It helped me understand a little bit more where they were coming from. And it is a, it is a difficult, challenging thing to do because it's scary. It's scary yeah. to say, tell me what I'm not doing well. Yeah. What's going on well, especially when you know they're frustrated with you or frustrated with what's happening. And, um, and I, I don't know. I it still would be scary to do again, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be unwilling to do it because yeah. of what the results were that came out of it. And it doesn't mean everything was perfect in the second semester. Sure, or, right. Or it, but it definitely was better, and I think everybody understood a little bit more where each of us were coming from. Yeah, and I think I remember you were saying that during the survey, one of the things that stood out to you, and and I'll let you tell the story, but I think there was something where the the overarching theme was they wanted to have choice. Yeah. And so then you made choice and they all choose the regular <laughs> path anyway, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I just, it's, that is such human nature. Like I want to be able to choose all the cereals, yeah. but I'm still going to go back to Cheerios. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's exactly what it was. It was like, all right, you guys can do whatever you want. You can do any kind of production of learning that you want to do. And every one of them would come up to me and go, well, how about if I do a research on such and such topic and do a Google slide? <laughs> if I would have given you, this, this is the topic this, and here's yeah. 15 slides, you go, oh, yeah. come on. Why yeah, exactly. But oh, you got God. to choose it. And so it's all different, right? <laughs> but anyway. I just think that's great learning, right? Like just that oh, idea yeah. that's so frustrating that like I would have assigned that to you, but you realize you chose it. So now it's different. Like, well, and I, and I think the learning that's come from that for me is they, they know they want that choice, but they yeah. don't know what that means because mm. they've never been given that choice before. Fair enough. So they, they, there's some that do some sure. that just thrive on it. Absolutely. But there's others that I think would, that really need to be pushed down that road. They need to be pushed down that creative road or down that road of, trying to figure out what that is and, and it's going to be hard. It's not yeah. going to be easy for them, but it's also one of those things kind of like I go back to the reflection that my human geography students are going through uh, because coming from middle school to a college level AP course is a huge transition. And yeah. early on, I think a lot of them are kind of like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah. And by the time they get done, it's like this sense of satisfaction of, Oh my gosh, this is what I've done. Cool. And I think, you know, that's, that's, that's the next step as we start next year. And, you know, this year felt kind of, you know, especially everything we were going through with this cadre and, and the learning and, and such. There was a lot of stubbing our toes and falling yeah. down and, and doing whatever. And you know, what's frustrating in the moment, it gives a pretty good sense of where we're going to go next year or what yeah. I want to do next year. So. Yeah. I love that. The bell is ringing in the background for those of you that are hearing yeah. that. This is authentic stuff. We're at it school. It is. 2.30. Right? They're going to, in fact, yeah. I'm going to try not to make contact with them. Everybody's watching. I've got my door locked. So not yeah, gonna... no, that's good. Um, Talk, uh, take us through 
like as you reflect on this school year, is there a project or uh, a unit that that you'd like to share that you think just really, as you're reflecting on this year, is like, man, that was really good, or this is something like it went well. I think I could adjust it this way. Uh, as you reflect on this year, what's something that you're just like, like that was a really cool unit of study that I did, or I think I'm talking about the kids did three different ones, if that's all right. Yeah, um, and so I think the the first one is something I've done for three years now with my human geography freshman. And that is a program called AP with we, and I, I feel like I tell the story all the time, but I know that whoever's listening maybe hasn't heard it before. Yeah. So, um, it's uh, we, pr- we pr- partner with uh, the we day um, program and trying to advocate and push youth to um, make difference in their world and make a difference in their community and both locally and globally. And so there's always different topics that we, we choose. And, and this year we, Worked for the second year in a row with um, a, a woman and a, and a surgeon from uh, Uganda in helping build a hospital. And last year it was about the helping of the building of the hospital. There was, they had to have the land donated to them from the Uganda district government, and, uh, but they didn't have anything else. Now mm-hmm. this year they have a full hospital up and running, cool. um, which we helped last year to fundraise for and to put together. And their next step, and then you talk about the authentic learning. So yeah. they've done, my students have done Google Hangouts with. Isaac and Rachel and talked with them back in Uganda. They've met with them when they've come back here. And one of the things we found, which is just amazing, you talk about authentic learning, is that in Uganda, if a family member goes into the hospital, the family is responsible for feeding them when they're in the hospital. So the entire family leaves school, they leave work, they leave wherever, and they camp in the fields outside the hospital to cook and to change bedding and to do whatever. That's not done by the hospital, that's done by the family. Yeah. So there is no like cafeteria that's there or whatever. And so what um, Isaac and Rachel Nubezi are, are trying to do is trying to create a cafeteria that's there. They're trying to create a garden that's outside of the hospital. They're trying to create and then teach the families about these gardening techniques. So this year, our, our focus was on food insecurity and hunger. And so we chose to partner with them again. And so what uh, students have done is they've created menus uh, for five different, according to Isaac, who's the surgeon there, um, five different uh, medical issues that they see most prominently yeah. in handout. And they're very much a visual culture hmm. rather than a written word culture. So they've had to send in proofs, functional design type of proofs wow. um, to get back and then kind of fix and change and then you know, be able to just print over in Uganda. Yeah. The, the, like small little side note learning thing. They've gone, okay, well, where can we print them, Mr. Murphy? And then how do we get them over there? I'm like, why are you printing them? They have, you have to check with, see if they have the ability to print there. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. They, they still think like, okay, we have to produce it here and then send it there. And then send it there. As yeah. opposed to just, just the information. But anyways, they've done yeah. that. Um, we've got one group. In fact, I have in the back corner back here about, you know, three hoes and yeah. a few different things. And they got to go to the um, uh, to Home Depot here this next weekend and buy a bunch of stuff that they're going to send over with Rachel's mom over to them so that they have them to be able to run the keyhole garden along oh, with wow. very cool else. And so so they've done that which you know we've worked and done one locally two years ago and then done one with uganda and the last two years though i, I the the impact and i have, I have you to thank for that because the first lesson that really kind of got me started on this journey was with kuwait and saudi arabia yeah it i think i told you the connection wasn't good you know we didn't have great you know connection with pieces but yeah, the, the fact that they talk to Uganda is the most memorable thing to them. I mean, they yeah. just—it's—it's it's like this world has opened up to them that it's not about a worksheet, it's not about a book, it's not about a mm. test. It's about all these 
these other pieces. And so that part's fantastic. And then this year, you talk about letting go a little bit. This year, um, one of the days we were down there with training with you, yeah. we were supposed to be doing the, the hangout. And so I ran down and I got them started and they passed the Chromebook around and had individual conversations with Isaac and Rachel while I wasn't here. You know what I mean? And so they're, they're talking with them and doing that. And so that, 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 that's one pr- project that I'm always proud of. And, yeah. You know, such a great. coming to fruition. I'm trying to finish up the next week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Eight, days get, yeah. Eight days to get the they tools. Got PO, they got a PO and I'm like, you guys got to get this stuff purchased because I got to <laughs> get the seed in. So we're, we're getting all that. Yeah, very cool. That's one. Um, the second one came about, I think, probably more due to mutual respect for a colleague that I have than anything else. And that was with JB Blair, who if you've done your, I don't know if you've done this with him yet. Yeah. So JB was a couple episodes ago. Yeah. So JB is phenomenal, just an outstanding human being, but a great, fantastic teacher that I'd love to learn from. And, you know, I, I don't know, I'm not shy about saying just like, I love working with you, Jeff. I'm not yeah. shy about it. If, if there's people that I respect, I want to work with them because I'm going to learn from them and I'm going to get better. And I'm going to do that. And so, he and I just kind of got together and said, let's do something. We had no idea what that meant, but let's just do something. And it somehow matched up where we were able to, his eighth grade students were blogging. And really where it came from is, I think one of the statements I've always said since I did the Google Hangouts with you is, is the four walls of the classroom come down and you know everything opens up to be what we learn in here as opposed to just what's here. And we've always kind of thought about that in a grandiose way of thinking about internationally. Yeah. I started thinking about how about just school to school? How about just, you know, classroom to classroom or whatever? And classroom to classroom, we usually get together personally, but EMS is across the street. So how about we just, you know, do it school to school within our district? And so they were blogging. We settled on the fact that they were blogging about a constitutional issue and constitutional question. Um, how about if I have my AP seniors read your eighth grade blogs? He's like, oh my gosh, that's going to freak them out. <laughs> We had to set up different kinds of, of parameters to it, but the authentic conversations yeah. in my classroom, the day that they got to start reading their blogs, mm. because the conversation wasn't just about content or about constitution. It was about how do you be a mentor? How do you be a leader? How do you encourage without destroying confidence? How do you, you know, all these things that is yeah. making seniors as they're leaving, graduating and moving on think about for their own brothers and sisters or the youth that they're going to impact or whatever. And the conversations that I loved in class weren't so much about the constitution. It was like, how do I say this without being mean? Yeah. How do I say this without thinking that I'm mad at them or whatever? And then they're looking back on it going, Oh my goodness, they don't think about anything. I was like, that was you four years ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> now you see my frustration. This is what I got to you as a freshman, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, that's great. So we did that. We did that. And they commented on the blogs. And then there was obviously lots of different filters that were there. So JB had to approve them before they went on. And right. there's lots of different things we, for security purposes that we had. And then what we did is we had, um, I gave my students that same question. And we set up a inner circle, outer circle, fishbowl, Socratic seminar, whatever you want to call it. I just call yeah. it a fishbowl discussion. And we had the um, students in the center having a, a dialogue with Chromebooks closed with nothing, just having a dialogue. Yeah. And then the students in the outer circle had a Google, shared Google document that they were commenting on and having mm. their own discussion in silence. Very cool. And then JV students were all the way around the outside of the room watching my students do that. Mm. So the eighth graders came and observed and watched the senior level AP class high achieving students model this type of behavior. And mm. I think for both of us, it just became this, oh, wow, <laughs> how are we not doing more of this? Yeah. Because number one, these eighth grade students became more excited about high school. 
and they're not even done with eighth grade yet. Very cool. Like if they do stuff like this, this is cool. We're excited about that. Um, A number of those students are going to be in my freshman AP class. They got to see me and know me and got to be excited about that. Uh, They got to then understand kind of how you have a dialogue about controversial topics without Mm. um, being offensive, I guess, or being rude or Or attacking or attacking and and, uh, being able to, you know, disagree, but yet still be civil to one another. Um, And so we got to model that piece. So then about a week later, he did the exact same. Discussion, but he did a just like a circle kind of Socratic seminar, and um, I took I think twelve students down, twelve seniors down to observe and watch him. Oh, very cool! And 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 then my students commented on how they thought they did at the end, and so they had to kind of give that teacher feedback of this is what I think you did well, and so they Mm. get kind of this the mentor or the were the ones helping and conversation again one of those things you can do all this formalized writing whatever the most impactful conversation i had was walking back from ems yeah here they were students in a very non you know formal way right and, and the comment then the question was huh i wonder do you think that their conversation would have been as high level down there that we just witnessed for if if number one you weren't there you're right or if number two, they hadn't watched you hmm. beforehand. And overwhelmingly, my seniors like, no. I remember being in eighth grade. No, it wouldn't have been as good without those two things. Wow, it's a win. It's a win right there. Yeah, game you know, So because because we hadn't planned it, we wanted to do another one. But we, you know, he's got his ex- eighth grade exit interviews, and so going into next year. Hoping to do more. more. Uh, that's fantastic. I love that. And if you want to hear, uh, it's fantastic because you can also hear JB explain it. And it's so great to hear both, you know, both of you explain the same experience. Yeah. Um, and, and just both of you have very similar takes, but just in your own words, explain that experience. So uh, for those of you listening, JB was episode 82. So if you're downloading these episodes on your phone or however you listen to our podcast, if you go back and listen to episode 82, you'll hear that exact same story only through an eighth grade social studies. Eighth grade lens. Yeah, yeah it's so great. It's uh, just, I, again, you know, it's one of those things where we, we talk about this, that when we're having kids, there's two things that I love. One, face-to-face is still important. And I think we kids need to understand that as well. Not everything can be transferred or, or uh, transferred over digital. Well, there are still times where we need to be face-to-face to have conversations where you can be critical of each other, you can, but still respect each other and, and be able to model that. I love that idea. And then the second part of also you know, that idea of collaborating across time and space. And we talk about that a lot where you, know, you have a blog and how do you allow somebody or, or push somebody without attacking, you know, those are, those are life skills within, and you're still learning the content. You still, you, you know, you need them to learn. You're still going through, through lack of a better term curriculum that you have to, but you're doing it in a way that also gives them these other experiences that we all know are the experiences that they're going to need. You need to know whether it's a comment on a blog or emailing somebody back stopping and thinking about how you approach that conversation digitally is is a critical skill today. Oh, for sure. For sure. And you start talking about those critical skills, you know, and I know there was a third, a third project that I wanted to talk about when we get to that in a second, but you start talking about those critical skills. That's the other um, direction that I've gone in. And that is to, to focus on especially so my AP students are typically, not all of them, typically are my highly motivated kind of, you know, you have to dial them back from worried about their grades. Yeah. Back and then focus on the learning. 
the opposite end of the spectrum is a lot of times my my U.S. history students. They're the ones that you know don't even want to be here. They don't want to show up. They don't necessarily want to be at school. They want to be doing other things. So the, uh, coming out of those uh, interviews and conversations that I had with them was not only they want choice, but they wanted it to be relevant. Like I want it to be relevant to me. I just don't yeah. know why this isn't relevant to me. And so what we settled on is regardless of what we're talking about or what the topic is, and I'll let you choose the topic, there's still some basic employability skills that I want you to have, that, that I want you to leave my room with. I want you to leave you know, high school with. And, and I said, you know, can we all agree that those are things that you're going to need? And they're like, yeah. Like, you know, so let's, <laughs> let's put together what that is. And so we put together a rubric of you know, attendance and punctuality and work mm. ethics and work habits and communication, because you gotta communicate with you know, your, your boss or your coworkers or, yeah. or whoever. And they're starting to use that language now. Like even my, my freshmen are talking about, you know, I, I became better at a, as a communicator with my teacher and better mm. as a communicator with my group. And um, so, yeah, th- those, those things are the things that endure. If you're right. you ask me personally, yeah. versus just content and content yeah. knowledge. The transferable and, skills that we get. Transferable skills. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so the, the well, again, you, you probably do your, well, your first podcast was with, with Gunner, right? It was with Gunner. Yeah. Yeah. Did here. And so um, Gunnar Argo and Allison Abrahams and myself, you know, entered into this impress me project idea that uh, still going on, trying to finish it up in the next week. It's got some absolute significantly huge celebrations and I'll share one with you because it makes the whole thing worthwhile. Yeah. But there's also a lot of stubbing our toes and tripping over curves. Yeah. Face with this one. Um, and so when you start talking about the choice piece, in theory, it all seems fantastic. It seems mm. great. It seems wonderful. And how could you complain, students? It's going to be just this great learning environment. But yeah, we missed the boat on having a little too, not, not enough structure, I guess, if you yeah. will. And so it didn't quite work out exactly how we wanted, but man, for the students that were motivated and really appreciated that, uh, I have one group that just left me fifth period just a little bit ago, who um, they decided they wanted to do a podcast. Hmm. So, ironic, we're talking about that because we're on here. Yeah. But hopefully, it's going to be out in the next week and a half, and I'm going to share cool. with you. Fact, yes, I'm please do. You right now on air, if you yeah. will uh, blast it out on your absolutely. Screen. 100 percent they're doing a um a music podcast so the one of the the main guys behind it just won the he and his percussion group uh just won the state championship for the um for you know solo ensemble for the drums and things but they wanted to promote our local music as well as just music in general and so they've started um something called um i'm gonna have to get it right now buzz buzz talk or something like that buzz buzz chat something along those lines they have a logo they have uh-huh. a, a music guy or not a music guy but a, a sound guy that does that they have a video guy they have uh, the on-air personalities and they have all these different episodes they've already recorded two episodes they got a third one that they're going to make they're just trying to finalize and edit them and get them done and we've talked about trying to um you know, they have a website to talk to them into doing an instagram so they can put that out there uh, perfect to talk them into putting it on itunes yeah and, for that because one of them said hey i have a friend in new jersey that said he wanted to listen to it I'm like okay well you do that and started talking about it and alice and i were talking about it with him and i said well how does jeff you know, promotes it how about yeah jeff? absolutely 100%. But, um the first one the first one is what did they do they brought in our asb president and they brought in another officer and they did a podcast about what does the future of ehs look like for next year Ooh, cool right. so they brought him in and talked about that then the next one was bringing in um 
uh, Ms. Laborte and uh, Barker and a few of the musical people from around here and trying to promote the EHS music department and program for those listening around here that might go, man, I want to get in, interested and involved in that. But they want to expand beyond that and they want to continue yeah. to do it next year. They want to do it, you know, even beyond that, even as a hobby or whatever else. Very cool. The coolest thing about it is none of them had any idea other than they knew what a podcast is. Yeah. So without any idea and had never done one before. And so one of our teachers here has a podcast station set up. And all I did was introduce these young students, one of them in particular, to a teacher and said, Would you mind if they came in one time didn't know this? Or to, to learn about this. And he said, Jerry, come in during our study time period, do whatever. Yeah. Three weeks later, I was walking out one day and they're recording a podcast. <laughs> they're, they're in this room and they're sitting down, they got the headphones on, <laughs> yeah. like you and I are doing right now. Yeah, right. And they when I walk in and they're like, you know, yeah. we're, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> and they just they went in like on their own during our study hall time period. They learned, they practiced, they did a few, you know, practice ones. They learned how to do the music thing. Um, I was talking to the one young man who is the one that's in charge of the editing of it. And I said, so have you done like this stuff before? Nope, never. I wow. said, well, how'd you learn it? Just learned it. It's been a long yeah. time. I just learned it. It's getting easier as I go. And it's yeah. just the most authentic learning that you can get. And the fact that they would have never had the opportunity to do that. had yeah. not just said, all right, here's the Impress Me project. Do something that impresses us. Yeah. Um, is it, right in and of itself validation for doing it. Yeah. And, and, and you... I love that. And there, you, there's, there's no, there's no way you can grade everything those kids are learning. No, no chance. You know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you just can't like the, well, and, and the, and the amazing thing about it is, and it does work. It doesn't necessarily work for all of them is from the very beginning of this, when we presented it in what was that, October. Yeah. I think October, October, uh, their hands go up. What's, what's how's it going to be graded? It's not. Yeah. There's no grade associated. With it. They're still not. There's still not a grade associated with this, and this is what the students are doing. And this is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's been, there hasn't been a single grade associated with it, nor will there be. Yeah. This is what they're doing because they're loving it, and they're spending all this time on their own. That's so cool. I just love it. That's so great. Yes, please uh, let them know uh, whenever they're ready to promote it, or if they need help, how to get it into iTunes or yeah, any that, of that. We might need that help. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah, sure. tell them to reach out. I. I I support them however I can for sure. That's, uh, that's, that's so cool. That's so cool. Steve, I know you and I could talk forever. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I just love it. That's what I love. Um, I'll definitely have you back on um, some more because uh, just love your take and your philosophy uh, on, on education and everything that you're trying and stumbling and, and doing. And, you know, you're, I, I love, I love having teachers like you. I mean, the entire cohort, uh, this last year, but it's great when you're just like, Hey, I've got this crazy idea. Would mm-hmm. you mind go trying it? You know, and just, right. you know, and some of them work and some of them don't and, and we stumble our way through it. But, but understanding that every time we do that, we learn something, right? We learned right. something, we learned it didn't work or we learned it worked or somewhere in between those two and, and, and we continue to move forward. Yeah, so, uh, thank you for taking time uh, to just talk about your philosophy and some of the projects that you're doing with kids. Um, I will make sure there's a link to your blog. Uh, is there anything else you want to link to in, in the show notes to this? Um, um, I don't think so. Not right now. Okay. Um, I mean, cool. the, the students, yeah, students of AP with, we have put some stuff together. Um, I don't have anything to give you right now. Okay. Nope. That's fine. And then I'll make sure your Twitter handles there. People want to reach out, you know, and, and contact do. Steve, please do. Uh, it's great to, to, 
bring classrooms together and, and, and that global experience specific, you know, especially. So that, that, that's, that's my passion right now. You know that yeah. and it's a hard time getting connection with people. So people all around you know, the country, all around the world, whatever yeah. we want to link in and do something. I'm, I'm in. I'm yeah. In. I love it. All right, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Conversation. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.